At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz, hour number two. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Mike, it was on uh, Saturday, our Pro Football Blitz, con- or excuse me, the contest show, the football contest show after the Pro Football Blitz on Saturday, uh, where we spoke with the owner of the Circa Resort and Casino, Derek Stevens, and of course, uh, his right-hand man, Mike Palm, and Jeff Benson, who runs the sports book here uh, at the Circa Resort. And the invitational, the blackjack slash choose a future to win the Super Bowl tournament that they had was such a great idea that they came up with for a contest. They had, I want to say, about 24 participants. They invited some of their players into town to play blackjack. And uh, they invited about 20 people in. And then they also invited four of our VEASAN colleagues, uh, Polly and Mitch, and then uh, also Sean King and Amal Shah. And Paul Howard and Amal Shah advanced into the final 12. And those final 12, depending on how much money you accumulated at the blackjack table, they were seated in order from 1 through 12. Uh, Number 1 got $20,000 all the way down to number 12, who got $5,000. And then it was a draft. And you got to go to the book and choose which team you wanted to put that amount of money on for a future to win the Super Bowl. And the first selection was on the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not sure what their number was. Uh, I'm guessing somewhere in the neighborhood of six to one or so. Uh, The second selection, uh, interestingly enough, was on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and Polly Howard sitting in the fifth draft position 
I think he kind of lucked out. He got the Kansas City Chiefs. And now Amal Shah was all the way in like the seventh or eighth draft position, and he had to go for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which certainly didn't look too good after today's result. But uh, I think Polly's sitting pretty good with a, a bet on the Chiefs. Yeah, I guess the winner of the Blackjack Tournament, $20,000 uh, plus 650 on San Francisco. Number okay, one. so I was close. Uh, Dallas is uh, plus 900 and mm-hmm. number two. Uh, the Eagles plus four fifty went number three. Buffalo at uh, plus three fifty, the favorite, obviously. Right. Uh, goes at number four, and then Polly. Polly does get. Uh, Polly Howard gets uh, Kansas City at number five, uh, plus four fifteen. I'm thinking, uh, if I can read that correctly. Okay, so, so I, they're a little shorter than I thought yeah. maybe they were, but and then, uh, I still think it's a good play. Oh, it's a great play. And yeah. then you have at the sixth position, Cincinnati, uh, ten to one. Uh, here, you know, on the other side, it doesn't look as likely from a, a Super Bowl standpoint. You know, uh, pick seven through twelve, because you got Tampa, you got Miami, you got the Chargers, you got the Vikings, yeah, you got the Lions, and then you got the uh, the Ravens to round it out. A uh, great contest that yeah. uh, Derek Stevens and Mike Palm came up with, and it was fun to talk to him about it on Saturday. I know they had a lot of fun with it, and I'm sure Polly's having fun with it yeah. and that Chiefs ticket that he was able to earn. By the way, big play in Landover, Maryland. The commanders, they, Tyler Heineke gets sacked, and mm-hmm. Kayvon Thibodeau recovers it. Scoop and score situation here for the New York Giants, and they are on the board. The extra point is up and good, and New York moves into the role of the favorite here in the live market. They are now laying one and a half, and your in-game total moves to 39 and a half, just about where it was prior to kickoff. It closed at 40 and a half, but uh, a huge play on defense there. They get to Heineke, they strip sack him, and Kayvon Thibodeau, Johnny on the spot there, picking it up and rushing it in. That's why you draft these guys as high as you draft them, right? Coming off the edge, not only going after the sack, but the uh, awareness to strip them uh, and then get up off the ground, up-downs, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then get up off the uh, ground uh, and, and scoop and score, like you mentioned. I mean, he made that entire play. He wrecked that play by the Washington Commanders. And so you draft players like that, and it pays off for you. So great play by Thibodeau. You know, he started off the year slow. He mm-hmm. missed a couple of games with a knee injury right. that he suffered in the preseason. Uh, struggled a little bit early on. But he has really come on as a pass rusher mm-hmm. here in the last four to six weeks. And uh, obviously showing what he can do here on a national stage. But I really like watching this guy. I liked him at Oregon. And I was rooting for him to do well uh, in the professional ranks. And now really starting to show what he can do. Uh, a great athlete for such great a big athlete. guy. Yeah, really, he really is. I mean, the game plan, obviously, for Washington, uh, because of the 3-4 defense, they were running a lot of counters, right? And so you get the big bodies on those linebackers. And uh, we know the uh, the knee injury, the history for Thibodeau, came on like that cross-blocking action from a tight yeah. end. Uh, and so you're going to get tested that way. But Wink is moving him on side to side, weak side to strong side. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard for Washington to kind of hone in and lock in on that, and then when you get in a passing situation and when you're in a shot, shotgun, now all of a sudden Thibodeau can come off the edge and be disruptive and make a play like that. Okay, let's get to our pro tip. Of course, we do one of these across all VEASAN shows every hour, about 20 a day or so, and you can find those all at VEASAN.com slash tips. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber and have access to all the pro tips. You can sort them by show or by sport, and we missed doing one in the first hour, so we're going to do it here. And that is, we were talking about the Detroit Lions and their victory over the New York Jets in our last recap 
And I want to, you know, just a little bit of a word to the wise here. Be careful uh, about getting all giddy about these red-hot Detroit Lions when they go on the road next week to Carolina, where they are a road favorite. Now, it definitely looks like a mismatch. The Detroit Lions certainly probably deserve to be favored there. They are currently a three-point favorite, again, on the road at Carolina. Uh, But what they have going on here is a scenario where they won outright, Mike, Mm -hmm. as an underdog. And now in the very next week, they are going into the role of road favorite. And and that's the pro tip. I think you need to be very careful when you have a team that wins outright as an underdog. And then in the following week, they are made a road favorite, a dangerous recipe for that team in the role of the road favorite. So Carolina could be live in the underdog role in week 16. Yeah, two things about that, too. And you're right. I mean, I I think... um... You know, it's that whole recency bias. It is. They, they weren't expected a, to win this week, and now that everybody's saying, yeah, right. they're, they're going to win and cover the following week. Yeah. The, 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 the perception of the team changes instantly. Yeah. So, like, in your estimation, why did New York become a favorite? Is it because of the illness from on Detroit side or just a road factor? Well, or, you know, I, I, I actually played the Jets. I played them at Pickham. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, late in the game, it looked like the right side. Right. Uh, right. And then it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I think Quinn and Williams was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there was a lot of sharp play on the Jets at yeah. Pickham. Um, there was probably some sharp play on the Lions at plus two and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you were laying the two and a half with the Jets and getting to the party late, I don't think that was a lot of sharp action. Yeah. But I, I think, uh, you know, some of the early moves, I mean, the, I, my handicap was basically that, the Jets' defense should be able to slow down this Detroit offense, which they very much did. I yeah. mean, they held them to 20 points, and it could have easily been only 13. Um, but uh, and, and I felt that uh, Zach Wilson would bounce back after his benching and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, learning his lesson, and I thought he would rebound, and he, and he certainly did in, right. a, in a way. Uh, the Jets' offense was not awful, um, but I, I just thought they would find a way to win this game. And, um, you know, so... It was a little interesting to see it move all the way to two and a half, yeah. but uh, you know that it is what it is. That is uh, water under the bridge, I guess. And again, we go back to our pro tip: the Lions mm-hmm. they win it outright as a as a road underdog, um, and now in the role of a road favorite. So it, that certainly applies to our pro tip. Now, yeah. if the game lands Pickham or whatever, then you know we're not necessarily talking about right, this. Right. But yeah, I was just wondering, like, is because you know there was some illness bug going on with Detroit yeah, there and, was that too. And yes. I wonder if that had any influence. Um, you know, the thing about Carolina is they had every opportunity to get up for this game and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, mm-hmm. and they failed. <laughs> Miserably. We right? talked about that, too, yeah. you know, uh, on, on Saturday's edition of the Pro Football right. Blitz. Carolina in the role of the favorite. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's that's new territory for them as well. And, and, you know, they choked on it. Yeah, they did. They did. And and I wonder, uh, you know, from a probability standpoint, uh, are they going to, as an underdog at home, all of a sudden find out what it takes to get up for a game, right? Or, or are they going to go back and revert to who they are, which maybe they're more prone to not get up for games or not play at a level or they're just not that good. You know, well, there's a lot of factors, I think, that came into my mind watching Carolina today. I think you're right. I mean, I think one, one 
you know, point you can make is they're not that good. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are they, five and eight on the year? Five, yeah. five, five and nine or something five like that. Five and nine, yeah. Five and nine. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's not a great team. Now, they've had a nice little stretch here, and I think uh, Steve Wilkes has done a fantastic job figuring mm -hmm. out how to motivate this team and keep them hungry. And uh, I think they just got a little ahead of themselves. Uh, you know, certainly the betting market, having them as a favorite today, and, you know, they're feeling pretty good about themselves that they were going to, you know, they, they were on a roll and, and maybe – uh, being a little bit overconfident, but yeah, I, I think now Wilkes, you know, has has plenty of material to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, guys, we we got our tails kicked. Now we're back in the role of the underdog. Whatever, whatever however he's going to spin it, but yeah. I do think this is a pretty pretty decent spot for them to keep this game close. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I think Detroit, um, uh, they're playing better football and, and really one of the hotter teams. Uh, in the league right now, yeah. Uh, from a win streak standpoint and style of play too, I, I would say. Uh, but they're keeping their opponents under 20 points a game now, uh, and then they're prolific and they can score. Uh, they're not Cincinnati going on the road or the other teams going on the road that that are really just high powered. Uh, so I, I agree with your assessment right there from a from a betting standpoint. Don't get carried away mm -hmm. uh, with what the recency bias could be uh, with Detroit. Uh, I'm just keeping in my mind, though, that Carolina did not get up for a very important game that could have set the stage for future games, uh, in particular in that, inside that division. Well, and, you know, we talked about maybe Carolina was feeling themselves yeah. a little bit. You know, yeah. they'd had some recent success, and, and the same might be able to be said about the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, certainly they're feeling pretty good about themselves <laughs> right now, and so now you're asking them to go on the road in the role of a favorite. Uh, tough tough territory there for the Detroit Lions, and I think the Carolina Panthers can uh, kind of reemerge off of this loss and, and get back to business in the role of the underdog. We will see. Sunday night football update coming up next. The Washington Commanders have the ball and it looks like they are in punt formation to kick it back to the New York Giants. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you checking the Sunday night football action between the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants. And Washington did indeed punt it back to New York and a great punt pinned them inside the two-yard line did the Commanders and the Giants with their first play from scrimmage. Ten minutes left in the second quarter, a successful run for about three yards there to get them off the end line there in their own territory. New York uh, still leading 7-3, to three, got the big strip sack of Taylor Heineke by Kayvon Thibodeau. He trances into the end zone uh, for the touchdown, 7-3 to three, New York. And again, 10 minutes left before halftime. And the Commanders, with that punt, putting New York so deep in their own territory, facing second and eight here, they have now moved back into the role, the favorite in the live market. Only a point and a half, laying a point and a half in the live market. Your total continues to dip. It is at 36 and a half now. And a good play from scrimmage there for New York to our, no, not Daniel Bellinger, a different target there. I thought that was the big man Bellinger, our guy here from Las Vegas. Palo Verde High School, Daniel Bellinger, the San Diego State Aztec. But uh, I think it was Verrett there that uh, found that uh, Daniel Jones pass and a first down for the New York Giants as they move the chains. Now less than nine minutes to go in the first half. Uh, Mike, we were talking about uh, on the last segment, we were talking about the role of the Giants going from uh, underdog that wins outright into the role of road favorite. And you pointed out while we were off air, you know, this kind of adds to our pro tip here. We said, watch out for that team that, that goes from that role, underdog that wins outright to role of road favorite, exactly like the uh, Detroit Lions are doing. And kind of fueling the fire here, it's the first time all season that they've been a road favorite. Yeah. So uh, a, a really tough situation, I believe, for the Lions and newfound territory for them as well. Absolutely. Newfound territory, you know, it's fascinating, too, because inside the building, um, everything's going right. Yes. Like, and I'm giving the players perspective. You know, keep doing what we're doing. Uh, we're getting better. Uh, we, you never know what's going to happen at the end of the year. Just keep working hard. And, uh, and so you have this good feeling about yourself. I mean, they're very enthusiastic inside the building with the Lions, and everything's going right. Everybody's but, uh, fat and happy. Sure. But as betters, it's like, okay, wait a minute. This is going to be the first time on the road uh, they're going to be favored uh, in a game. So I guess we got to keep that in mind. And so that's what I struggle with sometimes as a former player. It's like inside the building, man, we're sky high, right, very confident, right. right? And there's no way we're going to let down right now. Why? I mean, we're so close to a goal, and 
uh, we're, we're really executing and playing well and feeling good about ourselves. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that be careful of the line, certainly, uh, for the first-time situation for Detroit uh, being a road favorite here. Well, what happens, too, is because, you know, the general public, get you know, like like the Lions and you as a former player in the locker room feeling fat and happy and, mm. and all kinds of momentum and everything, that, that makes its way into the market as well. Mm. And mm. I think the point spread can be inflated a little bit uh, sometimes when you have a team that's, uh, you know, kind of high and mighty, their stock, you know, we like to, to use that term as well. Uh, their stock couldn't be any higher right now. And maybe that's the case with the Cincinnati Bengals as well. Uh, there's probably not a couple of teams in the NFL right now who, you know, has a higher stock price, if you will, uh, than the Detroit Lions, especially, I think. Because, you know, I think America's kind of fallen in love with their head coach and everything they're doing. They're, they're the little engine that could. They started off one and six. So uh, their stock is uh, flying high right now. The other thing that this has created, Mike, with the Lions being on such a run, they have now put a target on their back. Hmm, right. Everybody knows about the Detroit Lions now. And believe me, the Carolina Panthers are well aware. Yeah, yeah. There's a football, a good football team coming into town. Here's all the cliches the coaches speak. And, and we got to be here at our best. We got to have a great week of practice. I mean, the same things that I think people are, are accustomed to and, and they know about. The only thing, though, uh, and I'll put a caveat on it, is that and, you know, when you're in a situation like Carolina and there's no guarantees, I, I think if Steve Wilkes wins this game and they got a chance to set up a premier game against Tampa and they go on and win a division, maybe he keeps his job. Mm -hmm. Now that's up to debate again. That's up to discussion again. Upstairs, sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, gosh, I, I just wonder what that is going to be like in the locker room for everybody now, because I, I thought they were collective uh, and I, I thought they had a common goal. And because Tampa loses, maybe the common goal is still in place. Who knows? Uh, but really, they just squandered that away, I thought, at home against Pittsburgh today. Daniel Jones takes a big hit on third and nine, but completes the pass to Richie James to move the chains and the drive alive. Less than six minutes to go in the half now. A big run there by Saquon Barkley on first down. Seven to three, New York still in the lead. Five and a half minutes left to go in the half, and the Giants actually moved into the role of the favorite here now. Uh, they're around midfield, and three and a half was the number. The number just came down here on the screen, but three and a half point favorites were the Giants here in the live market as they look at, at a second and five. Uh, let's talk about another game that went down earlier today, and this was a, another wild game in, in what has been truly a wild week 15 in the NFL, and that was the Chiefs at the Texans. There was no score until just a minute left in the first quarter when Davis Mills found his tight end, Tegan Kitoriano, uh, uh, for an eight-yard score, and the 14-and-a-half-point underdog Texans were on the board up on Kansas City, 7 to nothing. Then the Chiefs came right back the other way, Patrick Mahomes to Jarek McKinnon for a 20-yard catch and carry, and the game was tied at 7 apiece. Nine-and-a-half minutes left in the second quarter, Davis Mills scrambles, 19 yards to pay dirt, Texans on top again, 14 14 to 7. Then Patrick Mahomes engineers an 85-yard touchdown drive, capping it off with a four-yard touchdown pass to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Extra point, no good. It's 14-13 Texans at halftime. The Chiefs got a field goal in the third quarter to take a 16-14 lead, but Houston countered with a touchdown. Davis Mills to Jordan Akins from 12 yards out, and the Texans were back out in front, 21 to 16. Then the Chiefs back the other way. Mahomes scrambles in from five yards out. The two-point attempt is good, and it was 24-21 Kansas City. 
The Texans tied at 24 apiece with a field goal and five minutes left in regulation, and then there was not another score in the game until the extra session, overtime in Houston. The Chiefs get the ball first. The Texans force a punt. And then on the first play from offense, Davis Mills fumbles. The Chiefs' Willie Gay recovers. And on the very next play, Jarrett McKinnon uh, in the hole for 26 yards to daylight. Kansas City survives in overtime. 30-24, to the Texans get the cover as double-digit underdogs, and the game goes over the total. But the Chiefs yet, uh, win yet another AFC West division crown, their seventh in a row. They are at 11-3, and and Houston drops to 1-12-1 for the second week in a row. A great effort by the Texans that comes up short. I'm going to be Trent Dilfer here. I mean, Trent Dilfer and the profound statements that he makes, you can't lose in the NFL and win. Right? <laughs> Remember that thing? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get that out of my head. But that's what the Texans do. They lose. Yeah. They yeah. lose. Games. I mean, last week it was given to them on a silver platter oh, with that interception at the five like yard here. line or what? <laughs> right. Win. Take this. Take this. They win. couldn't get it in on four downs. Oh. Dallas goes the other way and wins. And then Kansas City gets this one in overtime. Yeah. I mean, one, Kansas City doesn't cover. I stay away from double digits. So no reason to, to pick the side here for Kansas City. Um, Although thinking that this was going to be a comfortable game. Uh, it wasn't. But at the same time, it w- really wasn't a sweat either. Because you're like, okay, Houston's still going to lose. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's I, the feeling I had watching this game. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, you know, the Chiefs just found a way. You know, it was back and forth. It was ping pong. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more surprising what the Texans were able to do and maybe more telling. You know, I talked about it on Saturday. We were kind of looking at futures markets. That Kansas City defense worries me, and and today gave you more reason to be worried about that defense. But at the same time, you kind of always knew that Mahomes and company was going to come back the other way and and find a way to, you know, tie it up, win the game, what have you. Yeah, and, and okay, here's – I said this stat in passing, I believe, yesterday, but I really want the audience to focus in on it. It's yards after the catch. The yak. The yak. Kansas City's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch how they play, they matriculate. You know, they got they were the dinking and dunking it all day. Yards after the catch, exactly. Yep. That is so hard because Patrick is distributing the football all over the field in a variety of ways. And how do you defend that? You don't. It is impossible. Now, you can get Mahomes off his game. He can throw mis- mistakes and interceptions and things of those natures, but they still overcome all that. because And, and certainly the defense. Uh, they To me, Kansas City is very dangerous because of that fact. It, they are so tough to defend. They don't need Tyreek Hill. They don't. Because they the yards after the catch uh, is remarkable for this football team. And Patrick Mahomes uh, distributing the football the way that he is right now, and then still on top of that making plays with his legs is remarkable offensively. Now defensively, they do have some challenges, obviously. But they're still scoring 30 points a game, you know, and it's, it's really fascinating to watch this team uh, operate at times. Next up for the Kansas City Chiefs, they will go back home and take on the Seattle Seahawks. They are currently 10-point favorites in that game. The Houston Texans will visit the Tennessee Titans, a division game there in the Music City, and the Titans off of their fourth loss in a row, we'll get to that one in a little bit, are currently a 7.5-point favorite to the Houston Texans in that one. The New York Giants still leading the Commanders 7-3. Daniel Jones and company driving it into Washington territory, trying to add to the lead. They are currently two-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market, your live total at 34-and-a-half. We'll be right back. We're going to talk some Monday night football next up. 
Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get in on the football action this season with the Hulu Live TV Football Extravaganza. Compete free for a share of $55,000 in two ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools, then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play free. Hulu plus live TV, like cable, only better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you inside the Pro Football Blitz, and it's time to duck away from Sunday night football for a moment. The Giants still driving in uh, Washington territory about the 25-yard line, and Daniel Jones will now have it inside the 5-yard line as they look to pad their 7-3 to lead late in the first half. Uh, we are going to talk a little Monday night football now. Of course, you have the Green Bay Packers hosting the Los Angeles Rams on Monday night at Lambeau Field. And to join us to discuss it, Michael Duarte. He is a writer and reporter for NBCLA, an award-winning journalist, and you can follow him on Twitter at Michael J. Duarte. He has been a fan of the program here before and joined us many times in the past to discuss all things L.A. And, Michael, thank you again for joining us to cover some Rams football and what a week it was in Week 14 for Rams and their fans. Breaker Mayfield comes into town late notice and then a late comeback victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. Just an incredible performance by the Rams late in that contest. I imagine everybody was elated all over the city. Now are they going to be able to pull it off again for a second week in a row? Yeah, that's a great question. I just happened to think with the Rams coming off that, you know, amazing moment there in week 14 uh, on Thursday night football against the Raiders with Baker Mayfield orchestrating that 98 yard, no timeout touchdown drive uh, that things are on a high with the Rams, but now you have to travel all the way to green Bay uh, in 14, 15 degree weather, potentially in the snow in a snow game uh, and take on a Packers offense and team overall that is fighting for their playoff lives right now. Uh, I just don't think that bodes well for the Rams, especially with all the injuries that are, are mounting and piling up just today. Uh, speaking with head coach Sean McVay, he announced that Aaron Donald will be out uh, for this game, uh, as well as a few other players uh, like uh, Trayvon Howard, Marquise Copeland, Brian Allen, and offensive linemen. So, you know, the Rams have more holes in their in their team than, than Swiss cheese right now. So it doesn't look good for the Rams to replicate that success they had on Thursday Night Football from Week 14. You know, Michael, it doesn't look good. But uh, here, I, here's reality, too, because, like, as a former player myself, you know, you get in a league, you're in the league for a while. Uh, maybe it's not working out at a certain place, and then, okay, you're looking for a job. You know, Baker Mayfield was drafted into the league as a starting quarterback, a franchise guy. Didn't work out in Cleveland, got traded to Carolina, and for whatever reason, did not become the quarterback there and got released. And he lands in, in L.A. where they have a need for quarterback. And so, you know, from a betting standpoint, it's like don't get caught up in the fact that just because L.A. needs a quarterback and Baker came through in a, in a shining moment last week, you know, I'm interested, could there be consistency here, though? Could there be a sticking effect with Baker Mayfield in L.A.? That, that's a good question. A lot of people have asked me, what are the odds that, you know, Baker Mayfield is here competing potentially for a job on this team, on this Rams roster next season? Uh, anything is possible. I would say if you ask me right now, he probably wouldn't be on the Rams roster next year. Uh, but it's certainly possible that if Matthew Stafford 
walks away, which there's been some rumors about that, that, that maybe there's a spot there for Baker Mayfield, or even if Matthew Stafford does decide to come back healthy next season, um, maybe there's a backup role potentially for Baker Mayfield. I'm not sure, but I do think Baker Mayfield is playing for his future in the NFL as well. Uh, you know, there was a lot of pundits out there that thought Baker Mayfield, you know, shouldn't even be on any of the teams in the NFL, uh, let alone start. And, and then what he showed in week 14 with the Rams was, was truly remarkable, especially fresh off the plane uh, without hardly any practice uh, to go out there and do what he did was, was pretty impressive. So uh, I do think he's playing for a job in the NFL, whether it's with the Rams or another team. And one thing I'll say, I've been telling this story since, since the Rams signed him off and claimed him off waivers is that Sean McVay and Baker Mayfield like to tell this story uh, from back in 2018 where they were both flying from L.A. to Indianapolis for the NFL Combine, and they just so happened to be the last two tickets purchased for the flight, and they just so happened to be sitting next to each other. And on that plane ride, uh, they learned a lot about each other. Sean McVay became a fan of Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield learned that, that Sean McVay is absolutely an NFL savant in the sense that he lives, eats, breathes football and always wants to talk about it uh, and come up with plays, uh, whether he's watching a game on TV from home or whether he's watching it live or whether he's on a flight with Baker Mayfield designing plays for the guys. So uh, Baker told me that that's what he learned about him. And I think that they're both in a situation here now where the pressure's off them a little bit. You know, obviously the season's gone awry for Sean McVay. So I think he can kind of go back to his roots and be a little bit more creative since the pressure is off of them trying to win or repeat. Uh, and I've seen that, that, that freeness, that flowness, and also the same thing for Baker Mayfield, at least last week. And I, I think moving forward, if they can have fun with it, if you can just uh, alleviate the pressure of, of trying to win a game and just go out there and do your best uh, and just play with the pieces you got and get creative, which Sean McVay has been doing here recently with guys like Tutu Atwell, Brandon Powell, Ben Sharonic, et cetera, uh, they might have a recipe for success. I hope that answered your question. Uh, it's a great story, yeah. Michael, about uh, the plane ride with McVeigh mm -hmm. and Mayfield. By the way, Saquon Barkley into the end zone for New York. Extra point up and good. 14-3, to the Giants lead the Commanders. Uh, Michael Duarte is our guest. He's a writer and reporter for NBCLA, of course, going to face the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. Let's talk about the other side a little bit, Michael. The Packers have actually been playing pretty good football. They've won two out of their last four games they go into a bye week here Aaron Rodgers really starting to find a connection there with the rookie Christian Watson they look a heck of a lot better than they did uh, just a month ago or so uh, but should they be laying seven points to anybody I think that's the question can we really count on the Packers to give another team a touchdown no matter who it is yeah that's the question I honestly think that spread is pretty fair here this week as you mentioned and I like that you 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 hit on it and that is the fact that Green Bay is coming off a bye week they're arrested they, Matt LaFleur has been able to scheme and plan and have that extra week to, to develop a strategy against his old buddy Sean McVay who both have had some tumultuous seasons uh, but the Packers you know their offense is still good I think they're ranked in the top 10 in passing touchdowns uh, they're averaging about 143 yards per game in the last six games uh, so to me, their offense is definitely firing a little bit more on all cylinders compared to the Rams offense, which has been pretty stagnant uh, of late. And mostly that's because of all the holes they have on the offensive line and losing Matthew Stafford, losing Cooper Cup, losing Allen Robinson. These guys are not just down to the second stringers. They're down to the third and fourth stringers at this point. So to me, I think it's fair, especially when you factor in the weather, uh, that Green Bay is a seven-point favorite in this game. Uh, what I'm looking at is, 
is can Bobby Wagner, who's been playing great the past th- three weeks, uh, I might add, really make an impact on defense for the Rams and, and try to stop that Green Bay rushing attack, which has been so good, as I said, over the last six games or so. Uh, to me, I like it, and, and I think the Packers are going to be able to cover here. I got a question about Raheem Morris, uh, Michael, because, you know, we see Jalen Ramsey shadowing premier receivers and uh, Brady just talked about Christian Watson. I don't know as a rookie if he's a premier guy, but it seems like when Jalen travels, it breaks down the Rams defense, right? And uh, without Aaron Donald, I just wonder what the answers could be for Raheem Morris in this game. Yeah, that's the question. I mean, they've been trying to find different ways. Michael Hote is a guy that they put on and moved him. He used to actually be Aaron Donald's backup at the defensive tackle position. They've moved him to defensive end, uh, and they've had some success with him to be able to to get pressure on the quarterback lately. But here's a guy, like I said, who's been a perennial second and third stringer that's now you know, trying to become an edge rusher. Uh, they waived linebacker Terrell Lewis this week. That's the second linebacker the Rams have waived. These are guys who were supposed to be pass rushers to fill in the void of losing Von Miller, uh, obviously, to the Buffalo Bills in the offseason after that they won the Super Bowl. So, to me, Raheem Morris needs to find creative ways to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers, as you mentioned, especially with Aaron Donald uh, not in the lineup. Uh, this week on Sunday. So to me, that's the biggest thing is, can you get pressure on Aaron Donald? Jalen Ramsey is going to move around. Uh, you know, he may go on Randall Cobb. He may go uh, wherever he's mashed up. He's kind of like a Swiss army knife. They put him everywhere, uh, but he's like wallpaper in a room. You know, he can cover everything and anything. But to me, the big thing is, can the Rams defensive front get pressure on Aaron Rodgers? Uh, force them to make some bad decisions. And I think the weather might play a factor in it too. If it is a snow game, like some people are predicting, uh, and, and it's got, you know, flurry and some wind in there, and you've basically kind of made both offenses one-dimensional and made this a ground game, I think then that's a better chance for the Rams uh, than if it's not like that and, and Aaron Rodgers will be able to pass all over the place. Michael, just about uh, 20 seconds left here. You mentioned you like the Packers. I do, too. I think with the Rams' injuries also, they allow 6.3 yards per target to opposing running backs. Could be a big night for Aaron Jones. What about the total, though? It looks pretty low at 39.5. Would you go under or over? Yeah, that's a question. I'm kind of leaning towards the over, but really I want to see what the weather is right before, before kickoff. Because if this has become a snow game and the, and the passing game is kind of uh, deflated, so to speak, then I like the under and I like the, uh, you know, maybe at under seven. So uh, it just depends on the weather for me. But right now I would say 23-10 Green Bay. Definitely something to look at this time of year, the weather reports before games in mid to late December. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the Monday night game. We'll be back here on the Pro Football Blitz in just a moment. The Giants up on the Commanders, 14-3, about a minute and a half left in the half. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a soccer, football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet and Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. Bet Rivers is also calling all World Cup soccer fans to betrivers.com to check out the World Cup Daily Bet and Get. It's a whole new game. Congratulations to Argentina, by the way. What a World oh. Cup final earlier today on Sunday. That was uh, tremendous. Lionel Messi and Argentina uh, take home the cup uh, in a fantastic final over France. 3-3 three to three that ended up going to penalty kicks. Uh, the New York Giants go to the locker room up 14-3. to three. They forced Washington to punt on their final possession, and then the Giants, with about 14 seconds left on the clock before halftime, they just took a knee, happy to do so, uh, with an 11-point lead over the Commanders, 14-3 to right now, and they are currently a 6.5-point favorite uh, in the live market for the entire game. Your live total currently at 37.5, and, and Mike, we'll take a minute here to do a little bit of a pro tip. We were just uh, speaking with Michael Duarte from NBCLA, and really not uh, the case here tonight uh, between the Commanders and the Giants, but certainly could be part of the case uh, on Monday night at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, and that's the weather. And I thought Michael made an astute point there saying, you know, he, he kind of liked the Packers to cover. I asked him about the total, and he said, I really want to check the weather. And 
And that's something that I think you really have to do, not only year-round, but especially about when we get to Thanksgiving. Uh, sometimes you can certainly have some nasty weather prior to Thanksgiving, uh, but I think for the most part, it has to become part of your weekly routine after Thanksgiving, and especially now into mid to late December. We saw snow in the Buffalo game. Uh, we saw very windy conditions uh, in the Meadowlands and here at Lambeau Field. They're not, they're not calling for a lot of wind, uh, but certainly expected to have cold temperatures. So, you know, I think you really need to uh, bring that into your handicapping process, and especially when we get into the winter months. I mean, absolutely. You know, in my playing days, one of the things that was essential was trying to run the football. Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you were in Denver or, or weather situations. I mean, if you operated in Seattle, you had eight games at home and we had a kingdom and we weren't really worried about, okay, we we're going to run a football course, but uh, weren't really worried about weather. Same thing in Atlanta, right? I mean, but the, that came back to haunt us and, and bite us when we got to the playoffs and, okay, you go to Washington or you go up to Buffalo or something like that and we can't run the football. So I think that's another great point you make. We can kind of add that to mm -hmm. the, the weather pro tip, if you will. Look at dome teams and teams that play indoors, and then when they have to go out onto the road right. into adverse conditions like that. And we'll get to that when we take another look at this Monday night game, but it's like 29-6 and six or something like that. Mm -hmm. After Week 10 at Lambeau Field, the Packers' record against teams that play indoors, and I think that's absolutely directly related to weather. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and think about teams that cannot run the football, uh, and the Rams fall under that category. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yards and no per, Brian Allen at center. Right. No, yards per attempt are at 31st, or rank 31st at 3.7 yards per attempt. So uh, they can't run the football. Now, Baker Mayfield in the boot action and stuff like that, maybe you can get to that. Or or maybe you see um, Sean McVay get to some read option stuff, you know, with Baker. Because Baker can do that. He did that in college. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and so that could catch Green Bay off guard for a while. But then once the adjustments come back into play, then, okay, Green Bay adjusts to that. Then where else can the Rams go to? So uh, absolutely, that's part of my thinking going into Monday Night Football. Great point, great uh, pro tip right there uh, as well. I mean, we see teams try to get to the running game all the time, especially when they're not prolific throwing the football. Or, and a lot of times running the football and being tough like that is your answer. Uh, but I, I don't know if that's going to be the case for the Rams. Uh, again, yards per attempt, 3.7 on, on the ground. Yeah, not not uh, real special. Yeah. Uh, the pro tip, of course, for every hour across every VEASAN show, you can get about 20 of them per day. And as a VEASAN Pro subscriber, you can go to VEASAN.com slash tips for all the tips across all the shows. You can sort them by both sport and by show. Uh, we want to talk about uh, the Eagles and the Bears, Mike, as we continue our recaps from Sunday in Week 15. Uh, it was a defensive battle here to begin this game, a scoreless first quarter, and then just a field goal for the Eagles with less than 12 minutes to go in the second quarter to take a 3-0 lead. And then halfway through the second quarter, Justin Fields makes an incredible 39-yard scramble. Looked like it was going to be a touchdown. He did step out of bounds, but that set up David Montgomery for a 9-yard touchdown run, and the Bears were out in front here 6-3. to The extra point was no good. Uh, and then some scrambling by his counterpart, Jalen Hurts, just 48 seconds left in the half. Jalen Hurts from 22 yards out rushes it right up the middle, untouched to daylight, and it was 10-6 to Eagles going into the locker room. Then Jalen Hurts again in the third quarter, this time from one yard out, and it was 17-6 to Philadelphia, and you thought maybe 
the uh, heavily favored team here is going to start to impose their will and run away with this one. But the next offensive possession for the Eagles, Hurts throws to Miles Sanders out of the backfield, and the Bears' defense forces a fumble. They return it inside the red zone, and it was David Montgomery again. This time he catches a pass from 10 yards out, and Chicago capitalizes 17-13 now, Eagles, midway through the third. Four and a half minutes left in the game. Jalen Hurts plunges in again. They go for two and they get it. 25-13 to 13 Eagles, and the spread was absolutely in play here. The Bears go quickly. Justin Fields to Byron Pringle for a 35-yard touchdown to make it 25-20. to 20. Philadelphia in front with two and a half minutes to go, and eventually they would just go into victory formation from there. 25-20 to 20 is your final. The Eagles win. They move to 13-1. and one. The Bears cover the number and have now lost seven in a row. I uh, had a double winner on this game. I had the Bears plus the nine points for a winner, and I cashed my season win total bet on under six and a half wins for Chicago. Well, I will say this. I mean, depending on how they build this roster or rebuild this roster, Ibaflus, uh probably is the right hire. Uh, along, I like it. Along with this GM. We'll see. Even I mean, though they've lost seven games uh, in a row, they they have shown guts. They've right. shown fight. And, uh, no, I, I think he's going to be okay. Yep, yep. And then they've also further along Justin Fields. I mean, now as a passer, he's mm-hmm. a playmaker, though. Yep. Uh, and he's incredible as a playmaker, right? Totally. Uh, it, he is, like, much must-watch TV uh, because he's really – Really good. Um, again, he, he just turns the game into Pop Warner football mm-hmm. because he's such an amazing athlete out there on the football field and what he can do. Passing the football is different. I mean, you know, they, they're going to still have to develop him that way, which I think will come, uh, especially when they start to surround him uh, with a lot of playmakers. On the Eagles' side, I don't know if there's a need to panic. I mean, scoring 25 points, uh, winning this game, a lot of people point to, okay, it was a look-ahead I'm not no I'm not sure if it was a look ahead with with the Cowboys. I mean, the Eagles are cruising right now. Well, I mean, that was one of my reasons. I and it's not the only reason. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that the Cowboys were on deck. Okay. And this was a game out of division, uh, a bad team that had mm-hmm. lost 6 in a row and uh you know, the look ahead factor or just kind of the letdown factor uh was certainly a part of my handicap, but you know, so too was, you know, we go back to the old bye week thing. You had a struggling team coming out of a bye week, and we saw it with the Colts. They played an inspired game against the Vikings. I think the, I think the Bears played an inspired game today against the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, that's going to happen in December football. You're getting the best effort from the teams because, obviously, you should be playing your best football right now. Uh, and I factor that in on each and every week, whether a team is bad or not. They should be playing – their best football of the year right now, or there's something really, really wrong with that football team. Uh, the reason why I say not to panic about the Eagles, they had 12 drives today. They had three turnovers and two punts. So in that sense, they had seven drives mm-hmm. uh, to capitalize on. The and num- still scored 25 points. Right. And so <laughs> eliminating m- the mistakes, okay, maybe uh, do I factor in the mistakes being a letdown or did I factor in, you know, mistakes happening? I mean, I, I think mistakes are going to happen and, can you overcome it? You know, A.J. Brown had an incredible game. How they got to A.J. Brown, too, with matchups was incredible. Jalen Hurts threw the ball over, over over 300 yards again, and plus he could scramble and recognize a blitz from a safety and do something special and score a touchdown. I mean, those are the things that I guess that still are at a high level for me with the Eagles. Um, and, and like I mentioned, like when drives do get condensed and we get closer to the playoffs and you're talking about nine, maybe ten drives a game, how efficient are you? Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, even with the mistakes, the three turnovers and the two punts, 
uh, and, and you still score 25 points against an inspired Bears team off a of bye. I mean, that, I, I think the Eagles were, were okay. Now, for me, I teased them down. So maybe mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking at them, uh, why I'm looking at them that way in terms of just laying the points. I, I, I didn't feel good about laying the points. Yeah, no, I don't blame you, and that's why I took the Bears getting nine. Um, I, I think the entire situation, you know, the Eagles going out on the road, a big road favorite, Dallas on deck, Chicago off of a bye, uh, it, it just didn't smell right, and it's not surprising that Jalen Hurts had some turnovers. I mean, no, you rarely see in any sport a team maintain perfection all the way through. Yeah. There are going to be <laughs> peaks and valleys, and certainly – a little bit of a uh, valley for the Philadelphia Eagles earlier today. But they got a win. Sign of a good team when you can play poorly and still win. We'll come back with more in just a moment. Talk about what the Eagles have on deck next week as well as the Chicago Bears. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.